You're listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. We now know all of our choices for statewide races here in Michigan in November. This past weekend, Democrats and Republicans both held their state party conventions. Democrats formally nominated Dana Nessel for Attorney General and Jocelyn Benson for Secretary of State, as well as their nominees for Michigan Supreme Court and Michigan State University Board of Trustees. Republicans had more at stake going into the conventions with multiple contested campaigns for some of the top elected positions. In the end, State House Speaker Tom Leonard defeated State Senator Tanya Schutmaker to be the GOP's nominee for Attorney General, and Mary Trader Lang defeated Joseph Guzman for the nomination for Secretary of State. So, who are all of these people, and what will we expect from them in the next few months in the run-up to the November election? Here to fill us in is Shana Roth, who is a state capital correspondent for the Michigan Public Radio Network. She covered both conventions this past weekend. Shana, welcome back to Detroit Today. Hello, Stephen. Hey. So let's start uh, with the race for Attorney General. Dana Nessel versus Tom Leonard. Uh, something tells me this will be a barn burner uh, through the fall. Two, two very uh, uh, bombastic, in some ways, uh, partisans. Very different. They would have very different approaches to the job, I would imagine. But we're going to see some fireworks out of them uh, this fall. This is a race that I am very excited about um, and in one of the races that I really hope that they do have um, debates on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't really seen an attorney general debate in quite a while. So this is, I mean, like you said, Dana Nessel is a very, in some cases, she can be a polarizing person. You know, she's incredibly progressive. Uh, we have seen in the past, just leading through the primary, that there are things that she is just not afraid to say. And you put her up against someone like Tom Leonard, who can tend to be a very measured person, but has, you know, has a history himself of doing things that are not always the most popular. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see the two of them interact. Yeah. Um, Secretary of State, who are Mary Trader Lang and jo- Jocelyn Benson? Jocelyn Benson's name is a lot more familiar to voters, I would imagine, because she ran uh, eight years ago for this, this job. Uh, but Mary Trader Lang is someone people may not know as well. Yeah, she, you know, she's been kind of an interesting one to to look into. And we're, you know, we're now kind of starting to see that, you know, now that she is the official candidate, you know, who is this person? So she's a, a CPA. Um, and she wants to kind of use those skills to become the next Secretary of State. She follows the Republican platform uh, pretty well. You know, Jocelyn Benson has this uh, platform of you shouldn't wait more than 30 minutes uh, in line at the Secretary of State's office. Uh, Mary Trader Lang has said that her plan is to, quote, respect your time in line, but she says that 30 minutes is not a realistic uh, thing to allow people to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we're already seeing some of these disagreements about what they should do. And, and you know, it's kind of the classic Secretary of State role uh, in sort of ideas between the two candidates where you have Jocelyn Benson, who is running on a platform of, you know, trying to open up, uh, you know, elections for more people and make it more accessible, whereas Mm -hmm. Republicans are, you know, more focused on voter security and making sure that our elections are safe. Um, So they're both kind of running on pretty standard party platforms. It's unclear at this point just how dynamic of candidates they'll be. I don't know that we will be seeing uh, necessarily some of the, you know, sort of fists out that we're probably predicting we'll see between like Whitmer and Schuette or Nessel and uh, Leonard, but it will 
be interesting to kind of see, you know, among these these two women, you know, who's going to come out on top. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you and I talked last week about this these conventions as they were coming up, uh, and I learned that uh, this was going to be your first uh, <laughs> uh, round uh, of these conventions in the the big year, the the gubernatorial year. Uh, tell me what your impression was of of these events and how all this sort of comes together. You know, it was interesting. Um, didn't have enough coffee, unfortunately, <laughs> but I managed to get through it. Uh, you know, the Republican convention was really the the you know, on, on a lot of levels, the more interesting one from a news perspective, because mm-hmm. you had those contested races. And, you know, they really didn't disappoint when it came to some of the drama. I mean, while at the end of the day, they all sort of came out and tried to present this very unified front. I mean, there were there was some contention going on there. You know, mm-hmm. Governor Rick Snyder didn't show up, mm-hmm. um, but he gave this video. But the video that he gave, it really wasn't a super big call for unity. It was more of a call to sort of keep his legacy going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, then you also had Lieutenant Governor Brian Kelly come out with a fresh new beard um, and really just <laughs> tell everybody, look, you got to suck it up and vote for the ticket. But he doesn't say Bill Schuette's name and doesn't, you know, give a sort of formal endorsement of saying, hey, let's all vote for Bill Schuette. It was mm-hmm. more of a let's vote for Republicans. And then you had, you know, drama with uh, Justice uh, Clement, who, you know, made some unpopular decisions while she's been on the Supreme Court. And when her name came up for her nomination, she did get the nomination, but there were some boos against her. So, I mean, there was a lot more drama than I was kind mm-hmm, of expecting. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the second, the the day that I was able to get to the Democratic convention, which was the second day, which was just sort of their finalizing of their ballot, there weren't any contested races. It was really just kind of more of a cheerleading section, <laughs> right. more of a, you know, hey, we gotta, we gotta, you know, keep a blue wave coming, but we can't get too complacent, but we really gotta get energized. And it was really this big effort to get people uh, energized. So the contrast between the two uh, conventions was very interesting to see. Hmm. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and my guest is Shana Roth. She is the state capital correspondent for the Michigan Public Radio Network. We are talking about the Democratic and Republican conventions that happened over the weekend where uh, down-ticket races were decided in terms of who the candidates will be. We have Dana Nessel facing Tom Leonard for Attorney General. And for Secretary of State, we have Mary Trader Lang facing Jocelyn Benson. Uh, if you want to give us a call, uh, let us know which of these races is getting your attention. Are you focused on Attorney General or Secretary of State and what those folks say about what they'll do if they win in November? Or are you more focused on the gubernatorial race and not as concerned about these down-ticket issues? As always, the number on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. And we'll work you into the conversation. Let's take uh, Ed in Gross Point. Ed, welcome to Detroit today. Thank you. Hey, I, I have one comment. I'm not going to say that I'm way up on everything, mm-hmm. but I am disappointed in WDET not mentioning the Libertarian Party. Constantly getting totally ignored. So, Ed, how often do you listen to the program here? I I, I heard you had both of the candidates on. Yeah, I but did. You don't. You, you you didn't you you're not mentioning they get hardly any press it's all democrat all republican all the time it seems like well, and it doesn't it does not help that our party quite honestly mm-hmm. is 
Yeah, let's just say not very well organized, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's out there, yeah. and we need to educate more people about it. Yeah, well, I mean, I think so, having the candidates having the candidates on was our way of trying to to let people know that uh, you know for the first time ever the Libertarian Party will have. Uh, a spot on the on the ballot. They had a they had a spot on the ballot for the primary. Uh, they will have a spot for the general. That's a big big deal. I agree with you, Ed. Uh, I, I also agree with you about the, the the disorganization in the party. It's not so much a party yet, but the, you got to start somewhere. And I think what they're doing right now really does push them more into. Uh, the realm of coverage and discussion, uh, I, I might ask for a little patience, you know, as as uh, as that develops. But you're right; we should be at least trying to pay some attention uh, to those to those issues. Uh, Ed, I really appreciate the call and the comments. Uh, Shana Roth, let's talk a little about some of the other. Uh, races that were decided this week and uh, Michigan Supreme Court. Uh, those are those are important seats as well. Yeah, the Supreme Court is is actually could be one of the more interesting races that people don't really pay attention to as much. This might be the year that they actually do. Uh, one of the reasons is, like I previously say, said, with the Republicans, we have this issue of Justice Elizabeth Clement. You know, she's a, uh, a Snyder appointee who has made some controversial decisions. Mm-hmm. She, uh, you know, kind of sided with Democrats when it comes to uh, guns in schools. And she also very most recently had the issue of the voters, not politicians, uh, redistricting proposal. She uh, voted, or not voted, but she went with the majority to allow for that uh, proposal to be on the ballot. Mm -hmm. This is a proposal that Republicans do not like. There was, I believe, an entire video at the Republican conference or convention just sort of lambasting this redistricting initiative. Um, so there, there's. it's going to be interesting to see if uh, voters, particularly Republican voters, if they vote for her or if they just, you know, go with just with Justice Wilder, who is also a Snyder appointee, but mm-hmm. has, you know, sort of kept within the party lines, uh, if they're going to just sort of abandon her when it comes to the ballots and maybe we'll have Justice Wilder and then we'll also have a Democrat. And for the Democrats, we have uh, neither of them are incumbents. We got Megan, uh, Kathleen Kavanaugh, and Sam Bagen- Bagenstoss. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, they're they're not super well known. Um, both obviously are attorneys. Uh, Mr. Bagenstoss, he is a prior uh, civil rights lawyer. Um, you know, Kavanaugh, I believe her father served uh, as a, a justice previously, mm-hmm. and she has. You know, lived, uh, grew up in Lansing. She's a graduate of the University of Michigan and Wayne State University Law School, and she's been an appellate attorney. So, you know, it will be interesting to see if uh, Democrats are going to pay more attention to the U.S. Supreme Court races, particularly mm-hmm. given that we've seen firsthand with the Trump administration. I think people are starting to really recognize how important and how influential the state's highest court is in crafting policy and in crafting and shaping our laws. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, if, especially if Democrats sense sort of blood in the water when it comes to Justice Clement, and maybe, you know, that's an opportunity for, for them to at least get one of their justices in. Right, right. Uh, what about the MSU Board of Trustees? Uh, we talked about last week how fraught that race is now with the unfolding Nasser scandal at the university looming in the background. What did that look like or how did that play out at the conventions this weekend? 
Yeah, that was the day that I wasn't able to be there. Uh, but we did have uh, in the network, we did have a reporter there. And that uh, kind of went interest- was was an interesting one for the Democrats. The Republicans um, had already had, you know, two nominees ready to go. Um, and they selected did uh, Mike Miller and Dave Dutch, mm-hmm. uh, whereas Democrats went a different way and they nominated two females. Um, and these are women that are very passionate about, you know, really reshaping what MSU looks like and what it can be. You know, the, there are only two women on the board of trustees currently. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're they're kind of running on this platform of, you know, MSU has gone through the ringer. We've had all of this going on with Larry Nasser and the board of trustees, in their opinion, has not stepped up to reshape the school to make it safer for women. So they're really kind of running on this platform of, look, we want to come in and we want to reshape that school and we want to make it better and safer and more secure. Yeah. Uh, I also want to talk some about going into the fall party unity, right? Uh, We Mm -hmm. talked about the difference between the two conventions. The Republicans actually had some things to sort out this weekend, which leads to discussion and maybe discord. The Democrats had a more certain uh, lineup going into the weekend, but going into the fall is a different question. Uh, Mm -hmm. I've seen videos of Bill Schuette and the other Republican candidates out on a bus tour together, uh, all talking about voting straight Republican this fall. Are we going to see the same thing from the Democrats? And how well are these tickets going to be able to hold together on each side of the spectrum going into November? Well, I don't know that the Democrats are planning a bus tour. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I do think that we are going to see a huge effort by both parties to really focus on this unity and that it is about getting our party either in power or keeping our party in Mm -hmm. power. Um, You know, we're already seeing after a very contentious primary between Gretchen Whitmer and Abdul El-Sayed, who was seen as the more progressive, more Bernie Sanders uh, type Democrat, uh, we are seeing him already going and uh, rallying and holding uh, town halls and things like that with Gretchen Whitmer and her uh, Lieutenant Governor Garland Gilchrist. Mm -hmm. So we are already seeing Democrats say, look, if you're more middle of the road, if you are more progressive, we got something for you here in this ticket. But also, this is about not allowing Bill Schuette to be in power. Mm. And at the same time, you're seeing a very similar thing with the Republicans where they're kind of, you know, Bill Schuette is very much a a Trump acolyte. He is very much in the Donald Trump vein, but he's also got his lieutenant governor of Lisa Posthumous Lyons, who's maybe a bit more middle of the road, who has spoken out against President Trump in the past. So they're also kind of trying this, look, we have something for you over here on our ticket, uh, wherever you fall within the spectrum of Republican. Uh, However, it's really about making sure that our party stays in power. And that's, you know, even with people like uh, Lieutenant Governor Brian Kelly, who's not very happy about having lost and who's not very happy with Bill Schuette necessarily, also saying a very similar rallying cry. It's about getting our party in power. So we're, it's really going to get interesting is, you know, where do the independents, where do the mm-hmm. undecided, where mm-hmm. do the non-voters go at the end of the day? And I have a, and, and it seems like right now kind of where it's looking like it could go is it's really going to depend on how popular Trump is and how popular Republicans in Washington are at the end of the day. I think this might be an election where we see that Washington influence maybe more than, than usual. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to see 
you know, people who maybe sat out the 2016 election or, you know, did a protest vote during the 2016 election, we're going to see those people who maybe are, if they're happy with how things have gone, maybe they'll go Republican. But I think more of them might be unhappy with, from what I've been seeing, is those people might be more unhappy with this administration and hop on board and say, look, you know, we just got to, you know, sort of cut this off and, and go Democrat. So hmm. where that all ends up at the end of the day in November <laughs> is what's going to be keeping a lot of us awake sure. late at night for sure. quite a while. That's the fun of campaign season, right? Uh, Absolutely. Waiting to see how this all turns out. Okay. Shana Roth, state capital correspondent with the Michigan Public Radio Network. It's always great to hear from you here on Detroit Today. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Up next, we're going to talk to a finalist in the competition for innovative ideas in the digital era. Stay with us on Detroit Today. Today.